0: The Daily 202's big idea is sponsored by the American Beverage Association. Coke, Dr. Pepper, and Pepsi are offering more choices, smaller portions, less sugar. Learn more at balanceus.org. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Wednesday, May 22nd. In today's news, a confidential IRS memo says Congress should get President Trump's tax returns unless executive privilege is invoked. The U.S. weighs blacklisting another Chinese technology giant. And the Trump national security team briefs skeptical lawmakers on the intelligence about Iran. But first, the big idea. President Trump has apparently selected former Virginia Attorney General Ken Cuccinelli to be his so-called immigration czar. He will help coordinate broader policies across agencies from a perch at the Department of Homeland Security. Cuccinelli is deeply disliked by Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, who has vowed publicly and privately to block him from any Senate-confirmed post. Cuccinelli ran the main group in 2014 that supported primary insurgent conservative challengers against sitting Republican senators, including McConnell. Cuccinelli made his name as a right-wing firebrand in the Commonwealth, an identity that appears to have attracted Trump. He has warned against an invasion, his words, by illegal immigrants, sponsored a bill seeking to strip those immigrants' U.S.-born children of their citizenship, and speculated publicly that Barack Obama was not born in the United States. Between his strong rhetoric as a TV surrogate for Trump and his bedrock support among social conservatives, Cuccinelli presented the president with a combination he relishes, someone who seems loyal, is popular with the base, and is good at the politics of disruption and provocation. Meanwhile, on Capitol Hill, Housing and Urban Development Secretary Ben Carson clashed with House Democrats during a tense hearing over Trump's plan to purge all undocumented immigrants from government-subsidized housing. Democratic lawmakers on the House Financial Services Committee expressed alarm about the new rule. An internal agency analysis recently found that 55,000 children who are legal U.S. residents or citizens are at risk of eviction and homelessness because they're living with their parents who are not here legally. NBC obtained internal documents that show DHS is considering diverting money away from the TSA to support the escalating efforts at the southern border. The Trump backup plan to fund border operations calls for taking $232 million from the Transportation Security Administration. Apparently, that includes $3 million collected every year from loose change that people leave in the trays at airport security. But it's more than that. And there is a risk... There is a concern inside DHS that Trump is going to take money meant for transportation security officers, the people who actually run those security screening lines, and deploy it to the border. Cutting funding for those officers could have a significant impact on wait times for travelers as the summer season begins. And down at the border, a Texas detention center where a teenage migrant died on Monday was quarantined due to a severe flu outbreak. To avoid the spread of illness, the Rio Grande Valley sector has suspended intake operations at the Central Processing Center. Medical staff at the center identified several migrants, they won't say how many, who are in custody with high fevers and that are exhibiting signs of flu-related illness. They are now receiving medical care. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar this hump day. Number one, a confidential Internal Revenue Service memo says tax returns must be provided to Congress unless the president invokes executive privilege. The memo contradicts the Trump administration's justification for denying lawmakers' request for Trump's tax returns, exposing fissures inside the executive branch. Trump has refused to turn over his tax returns, but he will not invoke executive privilege over them because that would trigger a court challenge and a separate set of legal arguments, which he could very well lose. Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin has instead denied to hand over the returns by arguing there's no legitimate legislative purpose for demanding them. But according to the IRS memo, which has not been previously reported and was leaked to my colleagues at the Post, the disclosure of tax returns to the committee is, quote, this is the memo, mandatory, requiring the secretary to disclose returns and return information requested by the tax-writing chairs. The legal opinion was written inside the department last fall, and the Treasury Department says it was never officially forwarded to them. Meanwhile, the House Judiciary Committee continues its investigation. Subpoenas were issued yesterday to Hope Hicks, the former White House communications director, and ex-White House counsel Don McGahn's chief of staff, Annie Donaldson. The committee is particularly interested in Donaldson, who took detailed notes of McGahn's exchanges with the president. McGahn was a central witness in many of the 10 instances of potential obstruction of justice identified by special counsel Bob Mueller in his report. It's unclear if Hicks or Donaldson will comply with the subpoenas, particularly after the White House earlier this month moved to block similarly subpoenaed document requests and subpoenas to McGahn. But someone who is complying is former Secretary of State Rex Tillerson. Remember him? He voluntarily sat down in an interview yesterday that went seven hours with a bipartisan group of lawmakers and staffers from the House Foreign Affairs Committee. Tillerson met with members and staffers separately. The White House knew about the testimony in advance, were told, and did not move to block it. Among the topics that were discussed were Trump's interactions with Vladimir Putin and how policy is made in the Middle East. Someone in the room passes on that Tillerson during the private interview, expressed frustrations with the president's son-in-law and advisor, Jared Kushner. Number two. The Trump administration is considering blacklisting another major Chinese technology company in a move that would broaden a U.S. campaign to sever China's access to American know-how and inflame a deepening trade conflict. Though no final decision has yet been reached, the administration is preparing to move against HickVision. That's the world's largest maker of video surveillance technology. The disclosure comes less than a week after the administration barred U.S. companies from supplying Huawei technologies, perhaps China's most prominent manufacturer, without first obtaining a U.S. government license. Citing national security considerations, Congress last year actually banned federal agencies from purchasing equipment made by Hikvision and four other Chinese technology companies. But this would be much bigger than that. This would stop them from selling essentially into the United States. Hikvision does supply the surveillance cameras that the Chinese government has deployed throughout the Muslim-majority Xinjiang region to combat what it describes as separatist terrorism. Number three, lawmakers were sharply divided last night over whether Iran poses an imminent threat to U.S. interests or the Trump administration is exaggerating intelligence to lay the groundwork for war. Several top administration officials briefed the entire House and Senate in two closed-door sessions that were open to all members, presenting evidence that Iran may be poised to attack U.S. military and diplomatic personnel in the Middle East. But some Democrats said that none of the information showed Iran was appreciably more of a threat now than it was in the past, and they accused the administration of being ready to attack at the slightest provocation. U.S. and Western intelligence officials have also debated whether the intelligence that was presented to members yesterday, which includes photographs of Iranians loading missiles onto small boats, indicates that the nation is ready to strike, or perhaps they're responding defensively to economic pressure from Trump administration's sanctions and a perception that the White House is eager for a fight. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, Acting Defense Secretary Patrick Shanahan, and the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Joe Dunford, faced skeptical members. Some said afterwards that they heard echoes during the briefing of a previous administration's case for war in the Middle East. And that's The Daily 202 for Wednesday, May 22nd. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. I'll talk to you tomorrow.